I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. And, and, and then I felt super guilty because I put way too much chlorine in the hot tub and Kanye West was like, dude, why the fuck did you put so much chlorine in? I don't know why you would do that. I know, it was dumb. Anyway, I have been listening to all of these podcasts that I love. I love them so much, I don't know what to do. I just want to support them. And I have no idea how, how to do it. I mean, you're a huge podcast fan. How, how, do, you, how do you support the podcasts you love? Um, well, I listen to like five shows a week and I support all of them on Patreon. What's sorry? What's um? What's what's that? What's Patreon? What do you mean? What is Patreon? You literally ask our listeners to support our Patreon every single episode at the very end. Wait, so so hold on. The, Patreon is a way that you support podcasts and creators that you love. Or, yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you can go and you can c- contribute as as little as like five bucks or as much as like five hundred dollars on a monthly basis. No shit. So anybody who loves Sick Boy could go to our Patreon page that we have news to me and they could contribute whatever amount they want and get awesome shit in return for that that's exactly what it is and honestly if you say that you love sick boy but you don't support us on patreon do you really love the show that's a very good point brian where so where do you go like what is the thing is there a link is there a a url i think it's called where would you go for that it's very easy all you have to do is go to www.patreon.com slash sick boy sorry could you say that one more time that's www.patreon.com slash sick boy come again that's www.patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash sick boy dude you're making me feel really self-conscious about my s's yeah plus it's 2020 i don't think you need the www but anyway that's amazing now i know sweet welcome to sick boy a podcast that talks about what it's like to be sick This week's guest is Adam. He lives with a painful spinal cord injury, and he's as tough as nails. Let's talk about it. Uh, It's been a while since we sat down on the mics. It has been a a minute. I'm going to just take this out for a second. No, I'm not. I'm going to do that. Engineering. Great. Um... New, well, new year, new new you. Yeah, yeah. New so, year. Brian, tell us about your New Year's resolutions. I'm sure you've got some. No, I don't have any New Year's resolutions. You don't have any on a whiteboard. But you anywhere? know what? I, you know what I feel like? I feel like um, I try. I, I'm always trying to uh, you know better myself. <laughs> every day is a new year for you. I think every day 365 is all about, days. It's always all about being the best version of yourself. But you know what? I will say, I feel like. The new year, even though you might not set personal resolutions, yeah, let that come up as high. As I feel like, um, and we'll get you when you do talk into the mic. Just come right up on it, right up there. Yeah, you got perfect. It. Yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like New Year's um, for businesses is all is is usually about like setting uh, goals and KPIs for the, the next year. Right? Targets. So, so I think even though you might not be into setting personal resolutions, uh, just the nature of setting goals for businesses just kind of like helps to like realign or like reset your 
your your like productivity practices. Do you find that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I so, do. So I'm really like I'm feeling really good these first couple of weeks. Do you think that's a product of the new year, or do you think it's a product of everyone goes on vacation for two weeks, then feels like a bag of shit because they did nothing for a bit, and then they're like, "Fuck, I got to do something to get my ass in gear." I I think it is that, but I wouldn't put it that way. I would say more so in the sense of like everybody comes back invigorated after a, a, a break. Well, speaking doctor of doctor of spin, speaking but, of feeling like a bag of shit. Adam, how are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, man. Thanks. I think that's as perfect a segue as we're going to get uh, because I just uh, just recently read your application and uh, fuck me, silly. You have had a rough uh, few years over a oh, 13 years. 13, now. Yeah, over a decade. Yeah. Um, why don't we just like dive headfirst? Here we go. Probably, I probably shouldn't have said that. Why don't, why don't we? Why don't we? Is that a bad joke? I might have might have been. Joke. I don't know. Why don't we get right into it? You're you're dealing with um, uh, what most people would refer to as a pretty fucked up spinal injury. Yeah, I basically what they call it is a spinal cord lesion. Oh God! And I got it at the uh, level at the T eight T nine level. The T. So no, oh yeah, yeah. T eight, T nine in my thoracic spine. It yeah. affects from here down. So what? So say it again. It's a it's a spinal lesion. Lesion. Uh, so what does that mean? Like a like a slice in your spine? No, it basically like lesions what, like a what's like a lesion? A, a lesion's like a bru- is a bruise, right? It's how a laceration they, is a cut. That's ah, that's how, what I'm thinking. How they expa- explained it to me is when I had my accident, I blew the discs out and I fractured my back and it came out and hit my spinal cord, which put a mark in it. Oh, oh <clears throat> whoa. And a spinal cord is like a really soft tissue and with so much going on in there that as soon as you make a mark and it, it just confuses everything and then it's just a byproduct from there down. So how, how, how did this happen? What did you, what were you doing? I was a construction worker and I, I run heavy equipment and I was getting out of an excavator one day and I was in a little bit of a rush and I slipped. And when I went to try to catch myself, I, I come down probably about four feet. And when I tried to catch myself, my heels hit the ground at the same time my ass hit the track of the machine and it just folded my upper half. Oh, oh. God. And as soon as it happened, I knew something bad happened. But just like everyone else, you're like, oh, well, I'll walk it off or I'll get by. So I made it the rest of the day and I went into work the next day. And I like two o'clock, I was just in tears. And I'm like, I got to go home. And it happened on the 31st. And the next day was a Friday. So I went home early. And I laid in bed all weekend. And Monday, I just couldn't get on my feet. I couldn't put no weight So when it happened, you like you hit. And then like, was it, were you in some sort of shock for the rest of the day? Were you able to go on? Or was it, or, you know, I was it the sort of thing where you hit and you were like, something's wrong, but I can... I could muscle through it or the the feeling I got it was a lot like uh someone took a knife and stuck it right in my side. Uh, <laughs> right. No and, big deal. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go back to work. It was just a minor <laughs> stabbing. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what that's like. I, I, I wanna I just wanna say this because people, you know, it's a podcast, people can't see you, but you said you fell about four feet. And and someone might hear that and go, Well, that doesn't really sound that high. But also I they you're a fucking large human like you are a big boy i'm six four, two hundred and forty pounds that's a lot of weight to just drop on like from four feet down onto 
you know, a, a large, very fucking solid metal structure. Yeah. Um, when you, when you said you folded, was it like, did you like, are we talking like a, like a forward bend at, like at the, at that part of your spine, like your T6, T7 area? It felt like I folded halfway up my rib cage. Right. Oh my uh, God. That's I folded, know. For, folded forward, not like scorpion back. More so like you just take your shoulders and try to stuff them in your stomach. The oh, way that oh you, fuck. So just like a, so actually compressed. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I was seeing you like bend. Yeah. But it was actually just like a, like top down, like a fucking mm. spring. Yeah. The way that you said it Ouchie. was like Ouchie. almost I, the same less intense uh, thing happened to me when I was snowboarding and I hit a rut and my the face of my snowboard went into the rut and I buckled and put my knees into my face and like same <laughs> same I busted like 15 teeth but same same like when you described how it happened I went oh because <laughs> I like just had a flashback <laughs> to that happened to me I obviously didn't fuck fuck my back up fuck my face up pretty good but yeah, you said that. I just went, oh, my God. I and in exactly that area, it's hard to like, uh, like when you get a stomach ache, it's hard to brace for that pain. Mm. It's like just in such an open area. And when it's through your. All your organs are there. Like, yeah. Was it just like, were, were you out of commission all weekend and it getting progressively worse all weekend long? Yeah, I basically crawled back from my bedroom to the bathroom all weekend. Okay. And at the time I was living alone, I wasn't with Laura and. So I went from the bedroom to the bathroom to the bedroom and Monday came and I just, I couldn't get on my feet. It was just too, as soon as the weight got on it, it felt like I was going to break in half. Were you just thinking like, oh, this will, like, this will get better at time. I, 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 was I fucked something up and, and if I just let it be, it'll get better. Yeah. Are you it's the construction mentality? You yeah. Know? Yeah. I was going to say, are you like, you know, I would say probably most of us in this room, uh, like pretty stubborn about going to get shit checked like are you did yeah, you yeah yeah how long did it take you to be to go oh you know what i gotta go to a fucking doctor that monday morning i was like i gotta go because i can't get on my feet no more and i'm i can't get to the bathroom so i called my brother and oh wow he took me to the cobequid center and it was it was honestly weird because we went in and they took me right in and this beautiful young blonde doctor came out and looked me over. I told her what happened. And the first thing she said was, well, we're going to have to do a rectal exam. <laughs> You're like, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. I was no, like, no. well, no. I hurt my back. Yeah, it's my back <laughs> here that I got to shoot. And I I didn't, didn't, nothing went up my ass when yeah. I landed. I just, I, I think my spine compressed. I'm not going to say we got in an argument, but it was a heated discussion <laughs> on how it was my back I needed her to look at and get this pain stopped other than sticking fingers in my arse, right? <laughs> but anyway, she explained to me, you know, that that will, it's something to do with if you have a control of your muscle. Stinker. Yeah. yeah, right. So, I mean... And did you not? Like, was she like, whoa, you, your, your asshole is just loose as could be? <laughs> I don't really know because it was, it was just bad time. And then I just checked out for a second, you know, right, to, sure. to get done what she needed <laughs> sure, to do. Yeah. Sure, but sure. Uh, she definitely said, ah, we got, there's, there's issues here. Okay. So. Wow, that's, rare. that's really interesting. I never, I never realized that, uh, like, that's the go-to thing to check like i fucked my back up we're gonna have to check your butthole because it would be a nerve thing right like, yeah right if, yeah. You, if you if you have the nerve yeah. the nerve control 
Um, and like again, like the like nerves are a fucky thing. I never really experienced them too much until I had my my bike accident and like I, I don't know, man. Just had a ton of nerve issues. It, it seems it, to me like you could probably do like the knee tap test instead of like the butthole test. Do you think of? I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you can just take. take like a yeah, little... and then right after the exam was done, somebody came in and went, "Why didn't you just tap his knee?" <laughs> <laughs> you're like, "Whoa!" And she's like, "Oh, damn it! I totally forgot about she, that one." She was. Like, I, I, I couldn't find the hammer. <laughs> maybe, whatever. Maybe reflexes and nerves aren't the same thing. I don't know. I, I think they. I think they are a little bit different. I don't know. So how does the? Know, right? So yeah. how do you? How do you go from? How do you go from that? The the incident happening, going to see the doctor, and then. So she gives you the exam, and then is that the moment where they're they're like something in your spinal cord could be fucked up, or is it another, or or, or is it just oh there's an issue and it's something minor, and and you find out later that it's actually the super serious injury. They put it off as something minor, and they actually put me back to work like four or five weeks later, and I made it Whoa. three days, and like the fourth day I couldn't get I couldn't lift my legs up to get on the excavator track to get in the machine. I was throwing up. Well, wait, so you Whoa. went four or five weeks of just like kind of laying down and recovering and I, then and I, then you went back to work? Yeah. Whoa. Wow. I went two and a half years before I got surgery. Whoa. Whoa. How, long, how long did you go before you realized that there was something actually serious going on? Well, I knew right away it was something serious wrong. But I mean, when there's sort of several people involved when it's a workplace accident, mm there's a motivation to get you healthy and back to work. And sometimes they don't yeah. look at everything. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask, I was going to ask you that, um, about the, about the pressures, um, in a construction environment with like workplace injury and workers compensation and everything. Like, I don't know how much you want to talk about it or, or if you do at all, but what is that? You know, I know, remember, I know that your brother yeah. had an incident that was really kind of weird. And my brother worked for a, a an oil refinery on, a, I can't remember what it's called, but they do this like turnover thing every so often. And they, they like clean the whole plant and do all this stuff. I don't know what goes on, but he was hired for this like changeover thing that was going to last a couple of weeks. And uh, he was um, spotting a guy who was cleaning out this pipe. Um, and the guy was up in the pipe cleaning the stuff. And he's looking up at him, and they're wearing protective eye eyewear, but um, some of the chemical dust came down and went in behind his his eyeglasses oh. and burnt his eye. And he was like immediately in, in intense pain. And uh, he went to the the office, and he was like, I, "I need to go to the hospital." And they were like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Just sit sit here for a minute. Like, let's just make sure that it's not it, like it, it might not be that serious." And they like wanted him to stay there, and he was like, "I gotta fucking go." So he called my mom, and she came and whoa. picked him up, and. And the person came with them, like followed him to the hospital yeah. and wanted to come into the room and stuff with the, the doctor. And they have a sign up outside of the, the facility that says like zero days lost because of injury. Yeah. And not to say that that's what happens at everywhere, but like, did no, you? No, but like, my employer yeah, was very great with me. Um, my boss came to me when they put me back to work and he said, man, you're not fit to work that's good you know he said you're you're just you can't get your leg up to get in the like yeah. of course he goes i know like i was a hard worker we worked a lot of hours long hours tough hours mm -hmm. we, we done it all and you don't complain you make hay while the sun shines right and when i was only 27 years old i owned my own home i bought my my own home when i was 23 like you just don't decide one day you're gonna give up working mm -hmm. go home and lay down mm -hmm. um so i i took physiotherapy and I was put back to work, and then 
I don't know how much I want to talk about it because I'm finally in a half decent spot uh, 13 years later. But mm-hmm. I mean, the end result was is doctors, um, I don't think they looked at the whole picture sometimes. And I had some great, great doctors that mm-hmm. done wonderful things for me. But <clears throat> the the first motivation was always, let's get back to work. You're going to have to deal with some problems. Let's get back to work. Yeah. And, you know, I went I went five and a half years with no compensation at all whoa. at one point. Whoa. Wow. I almost lost my house if it wasn't for Laura. Wow. Like, yeah. And You're, that's, and that's, that's, I mean, that, that must be, that must be the, the standard in workplace injuries mm-hmm. like that's the motivation i mean i mean that's the motivation you're, you're you're hurt on the job you're probably seeing i don't know are you seeing are you seeing um like recommended doctors by whether it's a company or or workers compensation do they send you to certain people or or do you go and get your medical care you know wherever at the hospital like we would if we got hurt on the street and well then see this is one of the things i learned that if I would, I wish I would have known back then, um, you can take more control of what goes on with yourself, right? right. And at the time, workers' comp said, well, we're going to send you here. So I went. Yeah. I want to get better. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm not saying it was for the good or the bad, but, sure. you know. Right. You, yes. They're, 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 they give you the recommendation. And then, yeah. And like you're, you're being, and, you know, you're just hurt. So you're just going, okay, well, that's where I, that's where I go to. That's why I go to get payment. unhurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and like their motivation is to get me back to work, and and your motivation is to get back to work. Yeah. So why not? So when you when you first start to go back, and then you can't lift your legs up to get back into the ex- excavator. <coughs> excuse me. Um, like, how does the pain start to manifest after that? Like, what starts to happen to your your body after that? I assume that you're not getting any better. So is it getting worse and worse and worse? Um, at this time. Uh, I was having things happening with me that I honestly thought I was crazy. Like my my hands would just burn on fire and sweat, and my feet would be burning and fire. And uh, I felt like like literal fire, just it, fire, it, like like it, on fire. Like it just <laughs> felt like honestly it was <laughs> yeah, on yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it was horrible, man. Yeah, but, and and it felt like I had razor blades stuck in my heels. Jesus so when I'd fuck. walk on my heels, oh my it would. God. It would feel like shin splints or, or it was horrible. Mm. And I had numbness in my legs and reason they check your arseholes because I had numbness in that area too. Mm-hmm. It, were it, you shitting yourself? Like were you, were, did you, were you like incontinent? Um, when I have, so these spells I have, which is the, what is it, Laura? Sympathetic nervous system. Yeah, but the, the oh, AD. The yeah, so so your your partner Laura is here. She actually wrote your your application for you, which you didn't know, which is really funny because I called you you I called you and you called me back and you were like, I didn't know that someone applied for me, but I guess yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, oh fuck, well your application was great. Well, well we uh, were just in the bathroom and and I was like, oh man, I just drank a ton of water. I got to piss so bad. And he said, um, he was installed beside me. And he goes. He goes, yeah, I get, I get like attacks like ten times an hour where I feel like I gotta piss myself. Y- yes, and then it goes away. So in that application, she wrote down a number of things, and one of those things, which uh, uh, Laura, Laura just said off mic, was uh, autonomic dysreflexia is one of the the symptoms that you have. Um, what is that? I can't explain it to you. I can tell you what the symptoms are. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's it's one of the most horrible things I've ever been through, um, and it's. What's really crazy about it is it happens the same all the time. So I'll go to bed 
Like I don't sleep real well. I'll get an hour here and there and then I'm up and then I'll get an hour here and there. And then when I do fall asleep, I just sweat profusely because my, my uh, sympathetic nervous system is you just get, on fire. Like to, yeah, this get day, like, to this day. Oh whoa, yeah. Whoa. You, you get, um, you get like excessively high blood pressure. Yeah. Brian yeah. nailed it. It's a syndrome in which there is a sudden onset of excessively high blood pressure. So your, your body basically, so it's, it's common, um, with people who've had spinal cord injuries mm-hmm. and, um, and basically, uh, I think it's, it's caused by there's, there's three things that cause it, um, uh, pain or irritants or, um, uh, it could be like natural things in your body. So like your, your body could be trying to send you a message saying like, you need to use the bathroom, but, um, your body doesn't understand it because the nervous system is bruised at that, that exactly. point. So you're not getting the messages. And so that results in you just getting like really high blood pressure. And um, then it manifests in all different types of ways yeah. in the body, right? Like Symptom, intense pain and says stuff here, like symptoms include a pounding headache, a flushed face, sweating above the level of the spinal injury, nasal stuffiness, nausea, a slow heart rate, goosebumps below the level of the spinal injury. Wow, that's really specific. Cold, clammy skin below the level of the spinal injury. How do you know this, Brian? Um, because I read about it before we came in here. Ah, you <laughs> sneaky fucker. Um, uh, that sounds awful. But so what it does to me is, here's my symptoms. I will wake up 4.30 to 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'll be soaked with sweat, and I'll have a bad pain. In the, I, I lost all the feeling after the surgery. I lost all the feeling in this area You're here. Like ribs. In your gut, yeah, your yeah. ribs, yeah. Um, so I'll wake up and I'll have a bad pain there, and I'll usually wake Laura up and say, here we go. And within 20 minutes, I'll start throwing up uh, every 10 minutes. Whoa. And, you know, the first couple times it's all right because you got some stuff in your belly, but then after that it's just straight dry heaving. Oh, oh, God. It's so bad it will take you to the point where you're just getting ready to black out and you'll stop for a sec so you can get your breath. And this lasts for quite a while, doesn't it? This will last anywhere from 10 to 12 hours and then turn off like a light switch. Dude, dry heave puking for 10 hours straight? Yeah, and shitting myself too. Um, Oh, my fuck. So on top of that. Now, Now, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry. This is, is this like current? Is this something that like happens? I don't know. Like could happen tonight. It could happen. Yeah, tonight. Holy like, fuck! Like, dude. And it's been, how often? It's been thirteen years. Um, it happened. So after I had my surgery, um, I started physiotherapy, and then I'd go to physio, and she'd move me a certain way, and then I'd come home and have one of them attacks the next day. So I was Whoa. having some like it, some months. I was having two and three a month. Um, I had some two days apart. I, oh my god! Yeah, I, you know it's you know it's crazy. I when I when I read about that, um, it said it said one of the ways that you can um, stop your body from doing that is by like doing something to change the situation. So like um, if it's the if the signal is coming from having a full bladder by going to the bathroom, you're changing the state, and then your blood pressure is coming down. Um, so when I read that, I was like, oh, you just do like this little thing and change it, and it, and it gets better. And but like. <sighs> Talking about oh having, my God. talking about like having ten to twelve hours of of like dry heaving and throwing up is, it just blows my mind because you think like you look at like the kind of medical diagnosis side of it. And it's like oh this thing is happening in your body. Here's how you address the problems by doing these things, but you don't like actually hearing the personal story yeah. from you of what you're actually experiencing during that time. All of a sudden, it makes it like a hundred times more worse. Do you than do I you know imagined. what triggers it in you? No, no. 
It sounds it, like because like, it's crazy the amount of things that can cause it. Right, you know, like, I'm pretty uh, sure it has something to do with the pain yeah, that I deal with. You know, right. but it, it could be is you could get a hangnail and it could cause it. Holy my fuck. whole system is That's so nuts. I mean, it's like it's like if you've ever traveled and gotten <laughs> just like the stomach bug that just makes you shit and throw up forever. It just sounds like that multiple times a month. Like, can you imagine if you went, you know, the, the craziest travel sh- bug story you've got. And yeah, like you go, three I get times that, in your life I, is like, oh, that was a lot yeah, in my life. And you that remember I had that. it, it stands out, yeah. and you get that multiple times a month. Taylor, I'm thinking about your, your story that you've told before about uh, the pain, the burning, the sunburn in Brazil. Mm. Yeah. And that pain that you went through and how mm. that was like the most unbearable experience yeah. of your life. Yeah, I thought I was going to die. And how. Basically, that's what Adam's saying that he goes through yeah. 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 a I mean, few times a month. Blackout, like on the verge of, of blackout. blackout. Like, yeah. Oh, it, it's so much worse than that because I'll uh, like the sweating I go through. Laura keeps bringing me uh, towels and I'll soak a towel every 30 minutes. Like wow. if you if you got out of a pool and give yourself about 20 seconds just to drip dry and then stood there, that's the amount of water coming off me for 12 hours. I soak oh everything. Oh, my God. So she wraps me in towels, but. For some reason, when I do that, I just start shivering bad enough that my teeth are just chattering. So I shiver for the whole time. Oh, dude, how many God, how dude. many towels do you own? <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Yeah. How much laundry? Yeah, you guys should take out stock in Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> oh my God, Laura goes through so much stuff. <laughs> so what God. happens from the time? So you, I want to know about the surgery. Like, yeah, I, like, but how did you get from the time that you, mm. um, from the time you, you, so you have the injury and then and then you said it was. Did you say something about two and a half years after what? Yeah. What happened two and a half years after? Was it the surgery two the and a half years later? So, yeah, I had. So after the injury, I I went to these doctors and they kept saying, "Oh no, I can't see nothing there that's you know causing any problems." But I'm like, "Well, here's the problems." They're like, "Yeah, but your symptoms don't add up to a disc herniation and stuff." So they sent me to uh, a neurosurgeon, Doctor Christie, and uh, he looked at me a few times and said, "It's nothing there that I can do." And so they sent me for nerve blocks where they go in and freeze your nerves and stuff. And none of it was helping. And so I had one final appointment with Dr. Christie and me and Laura went in to see him. And he put my my knee up and hit the reflex test. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Like, fuck off. He did, yeah. <laughs> You're like, last that's time you I told you I you should be a doctor, it. you guys. You did call it. You actually did call it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work. He hit your thing, and it didn't. It didn't move. Well, actually, what you're happens, like, try my ass. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happens is it goes too strong. It goes the other way. They're oh, oh hypersensitive. Uh, you just so, kick them right in the head. Yeah, you just everything's just wide wow. open. You got no oh control wow! Over. So um, he looked at me and said, "Well, it, I think it's time we got to do something." And I think it was like six or seven days later. He done the surgery. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a crazy turnaround. I just want to say I can't believe you kept so cool when I said the knee thing. Earlier. <laughs> I know like, you didn't I even know. break. You just like just, just let internal. We'll just like, let the story get yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing rattles yeah. me anymore. <laughs> My sweet God, that's so. So when that happened, was he just like, "You need surgery. Like you need surgery ASAP." Well, he sat down, and I can't remember the percentages he started spewing out because at that point, at that point, you're just sitting there going, oh, I really don't want to hear all the bad stuff." But I think it was like a thirty or forty percent chance that I could get paralyzed in the surgery because oh shit, it's in a really bad spot. Yeah, and normally they had to like take the whole rib out to try to get into that area, but oh. luckily there was uh, some new doctor from 
abroad somewhere, so that was here, and they was doing this microsurgery, so they actually cut in my uh, rib cage and drilled like a hole through my rib cage and went in through there and worked. Oh, okay, so it wasn't Whoa. super invasive then, in terms of like you didn't you don't have like a large <laughs> no scar. Well, no, no, no I mean like I, like it's. That is that is way less invasive than removing than, a rib. Totally. Than removing yeah, a rib yeah. and like cracking you open. <laughs> yeah, just, just or taking way. your stomach out or something and going in that. Yeah, way. yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that makes it's you just, feel. It's just so weird to say something's not really invasive when they're like, "Yeah, you just cut a hole into my body and drilled into me and did <laughs> some shit to me." Yeah. It's relatively not invasive, right? Yeah. Um, and and the surgery. Uh, I mean, I just recently had surgery on my my you know my torso, um, and it was. Um, Laparoscopic, which it, this sounds like it, it sounds like it was a laparoscopic surgery, but do you know if it was was it laparoscopic? What yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So in that, in the recovery of that, did you find that pretty rough? Or, well, I'm a little silly in the head, so <laughs> I mean, to, to give you the honest story, yeah, um, you know, I was half worked up the morning. He said, you know, we went in six o'clock, and he said it's going to be an all day event. Um, and they were, you know, they had nurses coming back and forth telling Laura how it was going through the progress. So, right. So we, it was like four or five o'clock that evening. I get out and I'm in recovery. And how long was the surgery? It was all day. Uh, I don't know how many hours. I went in around seven, and I remember coming to in recovery around four. Wow. Somewhere's around there. Um, I remember right before I went in. He said, I'm going to have to put a catheter. This is going to be a long enough one. We're going to have to do a catheter. Oh, God. Oh, I know. But I said, do me a favor, dude. All the shit I've been through, I said, yank that thing out right before you let me come to. For real. Yeah. So Did they do that? Yeah. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. I should have asked for that. Now yeah. you know. Because I was awake when they pulled mine out. And motherfuck, that was not fun. Nah, well, the first Even thing Even the I nurse was like, this is, this is not... This is going to how were you, you with that compared to taking the pick line out? Were you less? <laughs> well, I was. I was. I was completely drugged up. So I was like, oh. "Yeah, I guess we're doing it." And they started pulling. I was like, "Oh my god, why is it like a David Copperfield trick?" And he's like, and "Just kept coming and coming." I was like, <laughs> "I'm never going to forget this." <laughs> and did you? No, no, I no, <laughs> I definitely definitely remember that. That's horrible. Um, uh, so <laughs> I so, know. Doesn't it just like it makes my pee pee hole? I hurt. know. Oh. But they, but they can do that. Like you can ask them if they'll take it out before you wake up and work for me. But yeah. now I'll tell you. The I'm first trying thing, that next time for <laughs> sure. For sure. The first thing I remember though was grabbing my crotch and saying, "Boy, that burns." So it could have been like mm. right before it because they were feeling like the doctors were there messing with my toes and stuff, and I was more concerned about my bird because <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. What was the surgery that they did? Do you know what like what he did when he went in there? He went in at the T8 T9 level. Um, he basically shaved some of the disc off. They called it a discectomy, I do believe. No, and man, they sense. shave some bone off to give the spinal cord some like room some space. Yeah, and that was about it, I do believe. And then fixed it all up, pushed a couple Jesus. nerves out of the way and stuff. And by just touching the nerves, that's where I lost the feel. And so, so what is the the goal of the goal of the surgery? I mean, because you you have you have shit that you deal with obviously right now, and you had shit that you deal with before. What's the difference between, like, what was the goal of the surgery mm. and what were the differences before and it after? It stopped me from going in a wheelchair fairly quickly. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So, okay. They told, me, they told me several times now, it's nothing they can do to fix it, um, but we will try to stop it from progressing at a real rapid rate. 
So when you came in, you said that you have a, a lesion on your spinal cord. At, at what point <laughs> did they know that that's what's causing um, all of the pain and stuff that you're going through? Because you've you've said uh, a few times that like they they didn't really know what it was, and there was all this kind of confusion. But then you have the surgery two and a half years later, where they actually go in and do the disectomy to like try to alleviate some of those symptoms that are caused by whatever's happening in your on your spinal cord. So. At that point, do they know like, oh, this is, you know, everything's being caused by this lesion on your, your spinal cord or is it still kind of up in the air? They had no idea it was there or maybe they did, but they just didn't say anything. Um, the whole spinal cord thing didn't get brought to until uh, it was probably six or seven years after my surgery or five years after my surgery, probably. Whoa. So they're still like assuming this is like herniated disc. Yeah. They okay. were telling me that I should be able to go back to work, no trouble. And then... That's why I got cut off because they said you sh- you're able to go back to work, but I just couldn't. I wasn't safe for my set. Like you can't go to an Whoa. employer and say, like I could. I was a heavy equipment operator. I had I could get a job anywhere. You know, there it's a demand for that job. But you can't tell an employer, well, I can get you probably two or three solid hours in, but then I'm going to have to lay down for a while because I can't feel my legs. Yeah. And when they say, well, geez, you can't feel your legs. Well, no, I can't feel my legs. Well, you're not safe to work, man. You know, mm-hmm. especially and, and then, so I was told I could do, work at Tim Hortons delivering coffee, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, just the end the road for us." You know, so basically, I found this amazing doctor, Doctor Richard Lecky. I don't know if you guys heard of him. Mm-hmm. This guy is amazing. So it, it was it, it almost it almost it was so creepy. We went in his office. Um, I got a new family doctor. Is what started the whole ball rolling. And he said, I want you to see this guy. So I went to see Dr. Richard Lecky. And we went in the office, and he was setting back to, and he couldn't see Laura. And he read my whole file, and he said, I read your file even before you had the surgery because he said that was a very rare surgery, what they done on you. Oh. And he said, for you to be going, he said, it's pretty Whoa. crazy. So he read my file a bit, you know. And so I went in, and he he went all over me, and it was a... A certain test that they can see if your spinal cord, like I'm not explaining this high tech at all because I don't understand That's cool stuff. Shit. Like, if you explained it high tech, we wouldn't get yeah, away with it. Yeah. So he was telling me a lot of the symptoms I had, and I could see the look on Laura's face, like, "Oh God, we finally got a doctor that Knows understands what's, what's going on here." Yeah, and he was like, "Put your leg this way, and if I put my leg a certain way, it will just start shaking like that." So when he grabbed my toes and hauled them back, my foot just started pounding like that. Well, and I guess it has something to do with the number of times it will do that. Then it indicates you got a spinal cord issue. Wow, crazy! So it was. So this guy knows the spine. Like he is his his shits. He's a neurologist. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and he knows his stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's not afraid to say what he knows. Right, which is really nice. Cool. So what was the what was the impact that he that he had? You you saw him post surgery. So what was it that what was it that he was offering when you said because you saw him after you saw him after the surgery. So you, you you've kind of you've had the accident. You've gone through a bunch of shit. You've got the surgery to to on the discs. What does he do for you? Um, he said, "What I'm going to do for you is I'm going to connect the dots for all the doctors that worked on you and workers' compensation." He said, "I'm going to connect the dots to the symptoms you have and why you're having this problem." And that's what he did. Oh, amazing. And that's when life got a lot better for us. Oh, so before there was like, there wasn't really 
there wasn't really a lot of evidence to support that like you falling at work yeah. was actually the root. Well, they're no, of, they were just saying your symptoms don't add up to a disc herniation. Um, and when we went and fixed the disc herniation, it's fixed. So, once so you, you should be able to go back right, to work. Yeah. 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 Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I so you. how, you know, and I, I was looking at Dr. Lecky asking, trying to ask all these smart questions and he's a lot like me. So he said, look, I'll tell you how it is. He said, your brain is your motor. Your spinal cord is your transmission. He said, your legs are your axles and your feet are your tires. He said, your transmission's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, loud like, and clear, buddy. Gotcha. gotcha. Loud and clear. Yeah. yeah right. Fuck. That's crazy. I, I, what, what I'm really interested about <laughs> what is... What a fucking awesome doctor. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking layman's terms rock, right? Um, <laughs> That's exactly how he I said get it. it now. It was so awesome. <laughs> what I'm really interested in is, uh, like, so, you know, Take me, for example, I get hit by a car. It's like, I got hit by a fucking car. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I get hit by a car. The car's got a broken windshield. Like, pretty fucking clean. You have a fall at work. You got all these injuries. Obviously, like, <laughs> pretty clean in terms of, like, insurance purposes. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're yeah, saying. Exactly. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, there's no... there's it's black not, and white. Yeah, exactly. There's no wiggle room for, like... There's no discrepancies there. If it's, this it's and that, clear. like, yeah. you know, yeah. people arguing about shit, it's fucking clear. With you, it doesn't sound like it's nearly as clear. Did you ever face, like, have you ever faced, like, stigma... In terms of people thinking like you're, you know you're exacerbating your symptoms, you're like you're faking some of it. You're He's just whatever, going to Pogi like, Beach, this motherfucker. He's just, yeah, pretty much laying yeah. back at Pogi Beach. Well, look at me. I, I don't really look that messed up, right? Like yeah. you look. I mean, you yeah, you yeah, look, I look fairly normal. You look pretty normal. Yeah. Um, if I close my eyes and look up, I fall over. But I mean, <laughs> you can't see. So yeah. I do too. When I've had a uh, few drinks, yeah, you just need a little yeah, yeah. a little push. There. Yeah, that's right. So I got a lot of pep talks. Um, I even got a pep talk from someone saying that when I got fat enough from laying around on the couch, I'd want to go back to work. And well, it actually made my life really bad, to be honest with you, because it was all, my life has only been good for the last two years because I was angry at everyone in the world. Um, I went to all these doctors that said, well, you should be able to go back to work. I don't understand why you can't go back to work. And it's just, it's frustrating. Yeah. You know, you're trying to say, well, I got all this shit that's going on and they're saying, well, we, you did the surgery and that means that you should should be be fixed. They kept saying, well, the disc at T8 and T9, well, these symptoms aren't adding up, you know, but you know, when Dr. Lecky come along, he said, well, I'll, I'll add it up for you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of falling, uh, another thing that Laura had mentioned in your, your application is you've had a couple like pretty bad falls. Yeah. Um, uh, one, there was one, I, and I don't know if this was a fucking typo, but it said that you were, you fell while chasing your pig in a carpool yeah. parking lot. Uh, yeah. can you explain that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, I, so basically after my surgery and stuff, I was just laying around trying to get better mm-hmm. and I needed something to do to get me up on my feet. So I started raising pigs for the family and stuff. Raising. Yes. Okay. Sorry for, a, no, no for, racing for a, for a very brief moment. I thought you said racing, <laughs> no raising. So anyways, I was selling pigs to a guy 
That's why they didn't give him his compensation. They're like, he's, dude, you're fucking racing pigs, dude. You're fine. And you're killing them. You're just slaughtering them in the fucking race. Also, I like how you, the first thing that comes to mind is like, got to make some money for the family. Might as well raise some pigs. <laughs> like, you, maybe graphic design would have been easier. Possibly. I'm not Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this very short break. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So you start raising pigs. Yeah. So I was basically just selling some piglets. They were only like 50, 60 pounds and... Uh, my legs give out all the time, so I I went to hand the guy a pig, and we were in a car pool that was right next to a McDonald's and a shopping plaza. Right. And I mean, in a perfect world, it would work great, but my leg gave out, and the pig got out of my arms, and he missed it, and it got out, started running around. Oh, no. Yeah, so uh, we were trying to catch it, and I try to hide my injuries from people. Like, I, I don't tell everyone, oh, I got a spinal cord injury. I try yeah. to hide it. Now I'm getting better at it because then it just lets them know if I'm acting weird. Well, hey. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we were trying to catch this pig, and I went to move forward to catch this pig when it run by me because it actually did run right out through the drive through of the McDonald's. It was, like, right in the drive through <laughs> And it was just you imagine just being that kid in the drive through oh, This is, like, exactly just, how Loki got hit when he was, like, yeah, six months old. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, wow. So, anyways, I went to make a lunge to get the pig and my leg give out, and I tried to fight through it, and I just crushed my big toe. Oh! Um, I broke the I broke the two ends off the bone, and it was just like a arrow. Oh. oh my god, dude! And I left it. Well, we were probably another forty minutes catching the pig, and Laura was at work, and I called her, and I'm like. At first, I can't really feel my right foot that good, so I thought it was just like my sock was crumpled up or something under my big toe, and then I tried to move it, and you could just feel the bones going everywhere. Ooh. So I was like, no, nah, I'll just leave my boot on. We'll get this pig and deal with it after. So I called Laura. She was working at the hospital, I think, at the time. And I'm like, yeah, would you mind meeting me? You know, because it was starting. To, at this time, the pressure was just getting ridiculous. So anyways, I went in. <laughs> Without the context that you raise pigs... That is one of the most hilarious. I know, because that's all it says in the application where I was like, chasing a pig in a carpool. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? It, she must have meant something else. You should have stressed that point. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, you had another recent really bad one, though, didn't you? Yeah, I tore my finger off. Yeah. Whoa. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you've got, I see all your fingers, but it it's was like there. a really fucked up break. Well, what happened is, uh, so since my injury i can't feel my legs real good yeah so if i happen to fall like you guys you can probably catch yourself pretty good but with me it's just like you're in the front of the bus and along for the ride you can't i can't mm. right myself until mm. i get to the crash scene so i fell and i don't know what happened but my finger got caught on a on a tree limb as it went down uh. by and it actually 
just took it from here and snapped it off and then brought it out. All that bone come out through the end. Oh, oh my God. Like a compound fracture. Like came oh, out of the skin. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> like yeah. A, like almost like oh. a cartoon break. That's after oh, I... There's s- a, here's the photo. That's oh after God. I sort of fixed it myself. No. Yeah, because it was freezing cold outside. And as soon... Oh, dude. That bone is adjacent to the one that it's supposed to be... Literally, yeah. ...parallel with. So oh, fuck me. What the f- dude, what what's the line there? Is that the doctor drew that? No, I drew it to show you. Oh, you drew it. it. It's, wow. It should be a straight line, but obviously it's a Obviously line. it's a fucking giant like Z. Yeah. God, show him a real life one That's, more. No, you got a oh, real life. Yeah. You got a Oh, I got one I can probably show I you. I want to see the that. Real life one would be yeah. great. I want to see that. So what happened was the, the first thing <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. The first thing I noticed was the cold air on the bone. It was like a, you know, like oh. that toothache. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The oh. first thing was like, oh, God, that cold on the bone is just Oh, that's awful. so weird. Oh, that makes me feel So weird. I started walking back towards my building, and I made it like five steps, and I'm like, no, I got to do something about this right now. So I took my finger, because it was, it was like, oh, it was you. straight up. This is making yeah. me feel weak. So I, I took my finger crazy. and hauled it out. And surprisingly, all that meat, like you can see where they had to stitch it all up across the bottom. Don't say and meat. Yeah. So yeah. this half of your finger was like was like broken and then down here, and then you pulled it back up. Yeah. And then I put it as you've seen it in that in that picture. I tried to put it in joint, but I didn't oh, realize. When I got to the, the ER, they showed me how to get it. I was pulling, and he said, right. if you oh, would have pushed, you would have got it. So before Pull you it. did that, it was like this top half of your finger was actually like kind of in line with the, like, it, it was, was kind right of there. above the bottom half of your finger. Yeah, it was oh. right there sticking 90 degrees up, and all that bone there was out. Oh. You could see the like Whoa. the ligaments and stuff. Oh, my oh, God. That's, that's cool. So I was it bloody? Was there a lot of blood? Uh, it first At first, it started bleeding a little bit, but then when I got it twisted around and tried to get it back, it was so tight that it didn't bleed barely at all. Oh, fuck <laughs> me, man. Jesus. So did, I was did like... It, did it hurt? Uh, Shock. I mean, yeah, it, it hurt, but it was more pressure. It felt like I had an 18-wheeler parked on my hand. Like, the pressure <laughs> in that thing was beyond. That's Whoa. crazy. And it, it, I did get some shock because I started sweating real bad, and it was like minus 15, minus 18, and I was sweating really bad and sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. So. You, you mentioned that. Man, um, I, I go into a full-on panic. If I, if I saw that on anyone, I go into a panic. If I saw it on me, I just start running. I, I, just, calm, I just try man. to run away from my own sh- finger. <laughs> Adam, you <laughs> said, you said that uh, <clears throat> uh, when you're talking about your toe and, and the feeling, you, um, it sounded like... Uh, because of the nerves, like you can't feel it that bad. Was it? Does that affect like your fingers and anything like that too, or is it all? Is that mostly lower body because it's below the T six? <laughs> no, it's it's mostly from you know basically just under my nipples downwards. Yeah. Now I have problems with my neck because of all that because it affects so much stuff. Like okay. it just affects everything. But are you on are you on any kind of like medication or anything? Like do you? Um, I do take some stuff. Um, I'm basically. I tried all them pharmaceuticals and, and, excuse me, I went through a lot of stuff and I'm, I'm afraid of the, the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical painkillers. Like, yeah, dude, I got yeah. enough issues. I don't need to be hooked on that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's rough. It's a, I was on them for two weeks, two and a half weeks. And coming off of that was the worst day of my life. I think, I guess that, sorry, I was just going to say, I, I guess pain management's like probably a really important thing for you because 
like this is something that you're going to experience chronically for the rest of your life, right? So like even going like going on medication, it's not like you're just opting to go on medication for a week or two. It's like, you know, this is going to if you find something that works, you want it to be something that's going to be sustainable that you can continue doing, you know, for as long as you can and and something that doesn't have like these adverse side effects and things that are going to really fuck you up long term. Well, pain management's a a, a really broad thing. Mm-hmm. Like um you know, on uh, like I tried everything and they made me sick. I still had the pain. It just made me sick. And since this spinal cord injury, I've been getting allergic and sensitive to all kinds of stuff. I'm allergic to bees now. I can't be stung by bees. Oh, wow. And that happened since my... And now I can't take uh, Dilaudid or Codeine because I get allergic reactions. I could take it all before my spinal cord. How do you find out, how do you find out that you're weird. allergic... That you would be allergic to bees. Like, did you get stung once and you had to go to the hospital, or is it just like they they know? It's a funny story. Um, <laughs> Funnier than the pigs. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I got stung at the farm one day, like five or six times. Oh my god, that's my, not that's a lot of times. My heart just uh, just Macaulay Culkin. started racing, and it was I was right weird. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna jump the truck and head home. So I jumped in the truck and head home, and I got home, and I was laying there in bed and I wasn't feeling good. And Laura walked in and I, she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, I'm just not feeling good. I stung by some bees and stuff. And she looked at me. I had hives all over me and stuff. So were you like mad uh, swollen anywhere? I don't think so. No, just, uh, it felt ticklish in my throat a little bit, but. Oh, crazy. Other than that. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's a symptom of your throat swelling shut. <laughs> yeah. I didn't clue into that. I felt, yeah. I, it made me a little stupid in the head. I was right slow. It yeah. was just like I was tired. I wanted to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So then I went in and had the test and I'm like, yeah, you're allergic to That's these. so weird. So you're like, like were, did you have any allergies b- before that? And then you, you had no. your accident and then you know, all of a sudden you're like, I got, I'm fucking allergic to I stuff. start getting these allergies. Yeah. It's That's crazy. so weird. In terms of uh, pain management, have you tried uh, like cannabis as an option? Yes, I have. I was lucky. I get onto that real early. Um, I wasn't a big pot smoker beforehand, and I had a guy say, "Hey, man, th- you know, it hey, was the man. Thing. hey man, try yeah. this, try some of this, man." Anyways, I tried it, and it Your helped average, me. you know, it's, it's not one of those things that just uh, help the pain right away for you. Mm. You got to sort of learn about it and learn how to use it and stuff. But that is the. That's the most thing I use right now for my pain management to control most of my mm-hmm. symptoms. Mm-hmm. I, I take another drug. Um, it's a it's called Ciprolex. It's a mood stabilizer, but it's also works for nerves. Oh, interesting. Um, I tried the gabapentin, the Lyrica. Lyrica actually worked perfect for me, but it gave me a headache. Oh, I see. I've seen commercials for Lyrica. I- yeah, I think there's commercials saying now that shit will kill you or something. I can't, yeah. re- I can't remember <laughs> what. You got cancer or something. <laughs> I can't remember what the it's a great what commercial was advertising for. I, uh, I have a, it'll fucking I, kill you. I have a hobby job where I uh, dog sit for people, and uh, the the uh, amount of dogs that are on gabapentin is fucking crazy. What, what are these? Uh, ga- what, ga- what is gabapentin? gabapentin? What is lyrica? Antidepressants? It's for anti-anxiety. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Primarily, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, but uh, but the amount of dogs that they give that to, like I, I've had, and that stuff works for nerves too. Oh, interesting! Yeah, it's like a dual purpose. Huh. Yeah, interesting. It's yeah. um, it's pretty, it's pretty funny because like the first time I, I came across it, it was a uh, a doctor, uh, the guy who owned the dogs. He was a doctor, and he's like, yeah, the dogs take a couple medications. They were older dogs, and uh, he's like, one's uh, gabapentin, it's an uh, anti anxiety thing. And I was like, oh, cool, your dogs are on anti anxiety medication. They're like fourteen years old and about to die. So like, 
I was like, that's that's nice. Maybe that makes him sleep a little bit better. And, I, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then, like, the next dogs I dogs had for, for were younger dogs, but also on gabapentin. And then, like, three or four dogs later, there was another dog on gabapentin. I'm like, geez, like, are they prescribing this shit like candy to dogs I, or I what? Went, I went to yeah. a party in, uh, over the holidays, and uh, the person's house that we went to, their dog is, like, a pretty anxious dog, like, in general. And they knew they were having, a, like, a pretty significant house party and so they gave the dog gabapentin or whatever it's called to so the dog would be like because when i came in i was like yo russ is looking uh real chill and they're like oh yeah we gave him some uh anti-anxiety meds and i was like oh what a interesting yeah (laughs) did you ever find like um i found that when i was on dilaudid i mean it took the it took i was in acute like acute pain from the breaks um, it took my pain away, but it made me feel, you know, just made me feel like nothing. Dopey. Like it made me feel, it made me feel just like, you're getting like, yeah, not really like no emotions, no, like just totally like level, not really like no sensory, <coughs> like feeling of anything. So like life was just kind of like, yeah, gray. I remember it coming into your house and I just started going <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I go, in your face and you, know, you, huh? you were just like, Huh? Huh? Oh, yeah, but then yeah. I, but then I was, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't prescribed, but I was just, um, I, I, you know, f- probably three or four days after I got out of the hospital, I started smoking some weed, you know, just whatever I had bought from the NSLC. Oh, I thought you said the Dilaudid wasn't prescribed and I was like, no, the, where the, the, the fuck the, were you getting yeah, it? The Dilaudid was prescribed. Like, I hit the streets as soon as I got out of the hospital. <laughs> the weed was not, but, gotcha. but then when I, when I started smoking weed and I like, I tried to, I t- experimented with a few and like different CBD and THC stuff and like some all. CBD and some high THC and all this stuff, but um, I would find that that would then make me feel like a, actually like a person again. Like I hmm. wouldn't just feel while on the Dilaudid. Yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't Whoa. and I wouldn't just feel like shitty and like like dead to the world. But I'd actually I'd actually feel good even when I was in like the acute pain. I wonder, like, did you do you get any? Was that ever something mm. that you had experienced? Well, like we were talking earlier. Take a Dilaudid and try to write out an essay or something. Yeah. Not oh my happen. god! Zero concentration. You, you, if you use some marijuana, it it doesn't take all them symptoms away, like it would maybe the Dilaudid. But what it does is it allows you to function and deal with the symptoms a little better that you can get by through yeah. your day yeah. without making you feel like you're a demon. I, I, uh-huh. I honestly, I couldn't feel like on the on the 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 pain meds, the opioids, like no concentration, like forget reading anything, like and that. And that continued for probably a couple months afterwards where I just felt like I couldn't concentrate on anything. Are you yeah. taking like Rick Simpson oil or like, or like what? Like, or, or are you just smoking, smoking just, the weed? I just eat it or, smo- or smoke eat, it. Eat or yeah. smoke? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think Rick Simpson oil is uh, more for like, uh, like a chemo, somebody on a chemo protocol. Yeah. Well, I, I know some people take sure it for pain. It. Yeah. And I took it for pain the other night and it definitely worked. Mm-hmm. I picked but him up. We my went to a lord, it was funny. I had never been so high in my entire up, life. <laughs> Rick Simpson oil is so, like incredibly high THC. Right? My my dad, my I, my back was super fucked, and my dad comes in and goes, uh, he's like, "Buddy, have you been taking weed for you? Like CBD?" And I was like, "No, I don't have any," and I, I don't usually take THC anyway. Um, and he was like, "Here, I'll go eat, get you some CBD pills that I have." And he brought up this bottle, and I, I looked at the bottle, and I went, "This says Rick Simpson oil." And my dad goes, nah, 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 it's CBD. And I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure like when Brandon had his cancer, uh, he was taking Rick Simpson oil and like he got so fucked up at a party once he just 
disappeared and we didn't know where he went. We called him the next day and he was like, took that Rick Simpson oil and I just panicked and left. <laughs> I thought Chris Braley was trying to kill him. Yeah, he thought his best <laughs> friends were trying to kill him. So I was like, I was like, Dad, I don't know. And they're 45 milligram pills. And my dad goes, well, I take two of them at night to go to sleep and uh, they don't get me high. And I was like, that's because you're asleep that's... and you're in the you're in the, the nether world. <laughs> yeah, well, well, so I was like, well, maybe he is maybe maybe he just like put CBD pills in the wrong bottle. I don't fucking know. So I was like, give me one of them. An hour later, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I went to a movie with Taylor. Actually, it was the new Star Wars movie. No idea what happened. All I remember was that it was the best experience of my entire life and that there was a dagger involved somewhere. And I, the next day I called my dad and was like, are you fucking permanently high? Because I was high until 3 p.m. the next day. It fucked me up. Although the next day I woke up and I was like, my back, because was, I was taking it for back. My back was amazing. I was like, wow, I feel, I feel great. So anyway, but it scared me off a little bit. It was, it so was, it ended up being a testimonial. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Be. Like, yeah. I, I can, like, if I'm having a really bad time and I'm, I'm having a lot of pain, y you don't really get the high from it. Mm. You can use an awful lot and it, it doesn't make you get that way. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I know your body you sort of. You got like the pain is so it, it it takes so much of your brain power to that it has to think about the way that you the way that the pain makes you feel that you know you can smoke and then go because and I know that I know that CBD and THC has like pain properties in it but I've always had this idea in my head mm. since I was like you know like a kid smoking weed um, and on the train of like you know weed should be legal and all this stuff and pain and nausea. Um, that it just made me f forget about the pain. Like yeah. it drew my attention away from the pain or the nausea or whatever, whatever it was. Like it just, it's like my pain is in my, my foot, but it's like, well, when I'm doing that, I'm, I, I'm able to think actually about how great my right shoulder feels instead of how shitty my left foot feels or something like mm. that. And I always found that that was like an interesting property of, of smoking when when doing it for pain um pain pain isn't just about the physical symptoms and i know we've talked we've we kind of like glossed over more of like the mental health side of things and and you mentioned that uh it's only really been like the last couple of years that you've started to like feel more like yourself again um what has your your experience been with like understanding your own mental health <laughs> throughout this entire process Wow. Well, I don't know if I still understand it, but it, you know, I got I got put in a dark place because I felt like everyone was out to get me. No one would really just listen to what I was trying to tell them. Like, if you fix me, this will all go away. And you know, I I was just hard to be around. Um, the pain gets to you, and and when you got so many other stresses in life, everything adds. It just mm -hmm. snowballs. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realize it until I finally had to go talk with someone and just, you know, tell them, basically tell them what you're going through and they can look at you and say, well, no, you're not crazy. It's pretty mm -hmm. bad what you're going through. And, you know, some of them are natural reactions, but here's a better way to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, how much like how beneficial was it to to hear that like you weren't alone in your suffering that like the, the pain that you were going through wasn't just because of like something that you were creating in your head. Um, 
when Dr. Lecky sort of pointed out and connected all the dots, it was like, I couldn't tell you how good I felt because I, I, I was always wondering in my own head, Jesus, am I crazy? Like, are all mm. these symptoms really, you know, God, they're all saying I should be able to work. And then when he finally, you know, said, no, this is why it's happening, it allowed me to start picking out the things now where I was having problems and work on them, mm-hmm. you know, because it... What's, what's, what's like, really worked for you in the last couple of years in terms of, uh, like, bettering your mental health? Is there anything that you do or, like, anything that you've been practicing that kind of, like, helps... Yeah, like, what do you place? what do you do with your time now? Because like, you, obviously, you you haven't been back to work. No. So, well, you raise pigs. Yeah, so, the, the pig thing. <laughs> Basically, what I what happened is I started raising a rare breed of pig, uh, the Berkshires, and man bear pig. Oh yes, 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 yes. Very familiar with the man bear pig. <laughs> is that it's a South Park reference? Have you seen? Oh, it's no, that sorry. Classic, classic. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, continue. So I I got into that to just keep me going to keep me physical so I wouldn't lay around and lose my muscle mass mm. and everything. And then I get into that. I really started just enjoying the animals because they're so peaceful if you give them the right environment. Um, they're they, so cute. They are, and they don't hold grudges. Um, <laughs> they don't tell you that you're not hurting or they don't look at you funny when you're hurting. So I just got into them, and then I started getting some really rare old bloodlines, and I started breeding them. So that's sort of what I do. Oh, now. that's just, fucking cool. Yeah, and I sell, you know, quality pork to people, mm-hmm. families and stuff like that. And just, you know, it gives me something to do. I don't get rich off of it, but it keeps me out of bed and from giving up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you, know? you got to have, you got to have something, you got to have something to, like, get your hands, get your hands back to work, you know? Like, yeah, I started fixing a bike when I was sitting around, and I, I couldn't. Can I see that? I, and I couldn't I stand up yet. I was still using my walker to get around. And I just set myself up in a chair and propped my bike up and started, you know, working working on a bike. Exactly. And it was like, you know, that was that was the saving grace when, like, you know, I can't go outside and walk and do anything. Like, I can't go. Oh. I can't go on my. I can't ride my bike. Yeah. I could fix a bike, and you know that was like really therapeutic mentally and like yeah. just to get your hands or your feet moving to like do something makes you feel like you you got a purpose like you're doing something and your yeah. mind just like my mind will attack me yeah like when i'm just laying around looking at the ceiling thinking about all the symptoms i got right now and stuff and where is this going yeah it, it makes it 10 times worse so, i mean I, well, how do you fare with i mean when i'm on the coach movies and i'm real good at movies and video games real good but not everybody is like, is the couch just like a nightmare for you? Like, I can't lay on the couch. It's either bed or I got a special chair that I can set in a bit, but it's just either flat out or, mm-hmm. and I, the TV in our room is always on, uh, because I'm always awake, you know, like mm. I might get two or three hours a night, throw out a whole night of sleep, man. And I just, Jesus. that's gotta have it. That's gotta that's have t- it. It does take a toll. It's, it's own oh, yeah. side yeah. effects. Over no time. question. No question. Um, like, I can't, my memory is shot. I can't remember nothing. Half the time I got to look at Laura and say, how old am I again? <laughs> because it's just, you know, all these things add up, and mm. this is the things that you lose, your memory, your, you know. Yeah. Oh, my just, God. It affects so much. I mean, sleep is like, like it's, it's scary. It's important. scary. Do you, how, do you guys have kids? How much sleep Yes, we have means. two kids. What is that experience like? I'm at, like, because uh, uh, this whole time I'm I'm picturing you, like, Obviously, you're raising your kid, your your pigs. Um, but how old are your kids? They're sixteen and eight. 
Okay, so you did you have one? We bef- have one together, and one okay. is a step, my stepdaughter. She had previously. Okay. So clearly, when you said that uh, uh, your bird really hurt when they pulled the the <laughs> post catheter, it still works, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> God, so. that would have been a really botched catheter. <laughs> <laughs> also, it would have been a huge, uh, a huge piece of the puzzle that just was left out. Well, so I don't maybe know. purposely um, yeah, because yeah. of. And because of like nerve stuff and mm-hmm. spinal cord, like, yeah, sure. It's not you don't like know if, there's, if there's no feeling down there, then maybe. Well, that's a problem, right? I do get it. Like, um, I'll have times where I just can't feel it. <laughs> okay, it's just a part down there, and I, I, I can't feel. It. Now, um, on the other side of that, I'll get these. Like, I'll just be sitting around. I got two or three of them since I've been here, where it feels like someone puts a vice on your on your nuts and just starts squeezing. Oh, and whoa. the pressure. You handled it very well. Do you mean since we've been talking? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> that, that is a that is a feat. Just, I, you get used to it though. Right? <laughs> I was gonna say, does fucked up shit like that just happen to you all like endlessly throughout the so, day? Right now, I got pains shooting down my right leg, and it's exploding in my right foot. And it, and my my foot is like a, you know, when your hands get so cold they burn. That's what mm-hmm. my both yeah. feet feel like right now. Whoa. And through my side, I, I can't remember the name of it. They give it a name, but it feels like I got centipedes crawling under the skin. Oh, Jesus, oh, fuck. Oh, dude. Just thing, it's just oh. like tingly shit. Dude, nerves, man. Yeah. Well, nerves. We're, we're almost at the end of this conversation, so you're just going to have to bear with it. Oh, I'm all good, man. I'm, I'm perfect. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy that you're sitting there feeling all that, and you, you give... You know, you get you, obviously you're you're seasoned with dealing with it. I mean, like you you don't you don't give any well, of it away. That's part of main pain management. Um, I had a doctor tell me one time in pain management. He said, you know, pain is like a highway, and like if you get a toothache, it's like a two lane highway. It hurts, but if that persists, then all of a sudden things start acting there, and now it's a four lane highway. It's shooting more signals. And then before you know it, it's a six-lane highway, and it's shooting Ooh. a lot, of, and then it's hurting more and more. So the more you, the more you let into that stuff, mm-hmm. the more it's going to get you. I find. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, the mental fortitude that you would have had to build up over the over the years, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to deal with that, because like pain is ultimately in the mind. It's the it's the it's a part of the body. It's telling the mind something's mm. not right. Yeah, and you know, to deve- you you got to develop. The ability to deal with the pain. It, it's mm-hmm. crazy. I get pains in parts of my body that I was in, you know, I see my physiotherapist and they're like, it's, it's nothing wrong there, Adam. It's just the nerves. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, why? Like, well, for instance, my back, I get like, like I told you, I feel like these things crawling under my skin and sometimes it gets so bad. I got to get Laura to scratch my back and it's like playing battleship with her. Mm-hmm. I tell her it's on the right and she starts scratching. And I'm like, no, that's not the spot. And then when she finally finds it, it's down on the left side. I know that feeling. That's such a fucking weird thing. In yeah. the body. What is up with that? I don't. Well, it's nerves, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that is, that is really. Do you ever do you ever have that where you go to scratch an itch where where you think it is and then you get there and it's somewhere else? I, I, you're the first person I've ever heard that's ever like, do you ever get into a spot where like, let's say like at a massage where you lay down and like your goal is to just like be still and do nothing for the next little bit. But as soon as you lay down, you're like, oh shit, 
I've got an itch behind my ear. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you itch that and then it's... Oh, yeah. It just like it, it hops around. And then it hops like, around and you're like, I can't like, get I it. Got it. I don't no, want to yeah. be that person that's yeah. just like... I don't know if I told you guys about myself. I get my massage therapist to scratch me. I go, right, be, uh, right behind my ear. <laughs> just get the itch. Do you think that, that would be offensive to a massage? Can you like... They're like... They're, they're, they're like... They're trying to like... No. Treat you and you're like... Not if it was not if it was like Kelly or... They're like, I rub, I don't scratch. Yeah. Do you think that's um that's like a mental thing? It's a Larry David thing. Do you think that's a mental thing though like when you lay down you're like oh, i just want to relax but then like you think of something to bother you because like totally you know, it's just, like an inopportune time to think of it absolutely but but uh <laughs> I, it reminds me of uh when when i was like 12 my brother and i were driving in uh in the car with our dad and we were on this like long uh car ride and and he was like do you guys know that it's nearly impossible to touch your face uh to go without touching your face for an hour and uh we were like no we could do it and he's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you go an hour without <laughs> oh, touching your face. Right. Oh. And then so like as soon as you start thinking about it, you want to, you just have to yeah, touch like, do it. whether it's your hairline, something on your nose, you just want to rub your face. Everyone like, listening to this right yeah. now is just like, fuck, don't and touch. All don't of, touch and face. you guys <laughs> probably want to touch your face right now too. And, no, I don't. And, and so anyway. Give me a hundred bucks if I don't do it for an hour. Uh, so, so anyway, we went, we tried to go for an hour. I could not touch my face for an hour. I, so could I. I broke within like three minutes. My brother went the entire hour and my dad gave him a hundred bucks. And as a 12 year old, he was like, this is amazing. Dennis has the will of. <laughs> Are you guys ready to see the cutest know. thing you've ever seen in your fucking life? Definitely. Oh, <laughs> is that the pigs? There's a bunch of little piglets. It's like a piglets sucking on the teats. Of its mom, they look like of their uh, mom. They look like French bulldogs almost. They do look like little Frenchies. They do when they're. Uh, when what they're kind young. of pig is that? They're Berkshires. Oh, How big do they get? Berkshire. Uh, my my breeding boar is about eight hundred and fifty pounds. How good do they taste? They taste amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many people that heard that and got so pissed. Yeah. Oh, they're so cute, and they are so tasty. Yeah, and that's huh. it's it's hard. It's a that's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to look at this and then also yeah. know what they taste like. Um, <laughs> uh, well, before we do wrap this up, there is a question that we oh, that fuck. we uh, like to ask most of our guests, and um, I I think this would be a really good good time to ask it. And I think you'd be a good guest to ask it too. Uh, it's a two parter. The first part of the question is: What would you say is the biggest thing that your spinal cord injury has taken away from you? Wow. I've been thinking about that and I really, it's, it's such a hard, it's taken a lot and I don't want to be that guy that says, Oh, I lost everything, you know, but it, if you say, what has it taken from you? It's taken all my physical activities, you know, like I used to be active. I lost all that. It's, I don't know. It changed. It just changed my life. Yeah, completely. it, It, completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. I was 27 and I had a real good plan on life and it just totally changed one day. What's the biggest thing that it's given you? Um, so the biggest thing it's given me is it, uh, well, really Laura, I met Laura through this cause I wouldn't have been home. I was home injured when I met Laura. So I never would have met her. Um, but oh, was what, she just like a Jehovah's Witness and came and <laughs> ringed on the doorbell? And no, we were. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say yes there for a second. It was a it was a Facebook <laughs> meeting. We, we met on Facebook. Oh, and then went sweet. From there. Um, but what it what it's honestly given me is uh, the attitude that everyone's got something to deal with, and it really doesn't matter. You just got to keep going on with life because life ain't going to stop. And if you go the hard way, which I did a few years. 
it makes it way worse. Mm-hmm. So you got to try to accept what happened and make the best of it. You know, I'm, I'm sure that's sort of corny by saying that, but it's really what you got to do. You just, mm-hmm. you got to pick up the pieces, what you got left and make the best of it. And, yeah. and I'll be honest, one of the biggest things it's done for me is made me be good to other people. And I don't know why it's done that. But I'm a lot more sympathetic to other people now. Mm. Like if I see someone having a bad day, I, I, I can relate. Yeah. I can say, man, I know, I, I've been there in them days where mm. you're thinking this ain't going to, you know, you're in the middle of one of these attacks and you, I lose my vision. I'm throwing up for 12, 14 hours. You're thinking it, it can't get much better yeah. or mm. worse than this, right? Mm. I mean, you, you make the choice, right? Like, you, you know, you, you, you can be, you can go the one way where like, no one knows what I'm going through and, you know, I've got it this way and like it's, wor- it's you know, it's, it, it's worse than anybody could ever imagine. Or you could look at it the way that, that you do, which is the, the, the one that has the silver lining, the one that. Yeah. That Find makes, things that make you happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and crazily for me, it was pigs. It's made me happy. It gave me a purpose, you know. And how did, so, sorry, I, I, how, how did you, so how did you come across that? So basically I couldn't work. Um, I wasn't bringing in income, so I'm yeah. like, well, what can I do to help out? Because Laura was the only provider at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, well, maybe I can grow our food, and we have a lot of land. So oh, I cool. bought a couple of pigs and started raising them, and then I learned that these these things are pretty amazing, and they oh, taste cool. good too. Yeah. So then I, I got more, and it sort of snowballed from there. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. it just, you know, it's hard. Like Laura can tell you, I got I got 800-pound pigs that stand there bouncing, waiting for me to come. Oh. And I pat them. They're they're my pets. I got a nine year old pig down there. That's my pet. Oh. I mean, it, it's it's my therapy. It's just like my dog. They're mm-hmm. they're like therapy for you. Yeah, you know? man. So when I get up, you know, seven thirty eight o'clock in the morning, when I'm laying there feeling like I just went through battle all night, makes it a little easier knowing that I have to get out of bed to go feed my pigs mm. and take care of them, and that when I get there. They're going to be excited to see me. I'm going to scratch their backs. You know, yeah. <coughs> it gives you that reason. Yeah. Because if I didn't have a reason, it would be easy to just lay around all the time. Just to give up. Yeah. yeah. It would be. Adam, man, uh, I I had a feeling this would have been a, a really, really great conversation. And uh, you, you definitely didn't disappoint. Um, it's been great to get to know you. Great to meet you. Thank you, Laura for applying on his behalf without yeah. his knowledge <laughs> and, uh, and for sitting in the corner and, and offering up the, uh, those little tidbits that, uh, that Adam might've forgotten. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this has been great, man. Thank well, you thank so much. You guys, man, this is great. What you do. It's awesome. Yeah. This has been a pleasure. Thanks, Sweet. Man. And, right. uh, thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we hope your new year is off to a nice start and, uh, you know, what would make it off to an even better start is if you took a second, went over to Apple podcast and hit the subscribe button. If you haven't already and leave a rating and a review, uh, because that just helps us stay up on the iTunes charts and gets more people to hear great conversations and, and to hear and slash meet over podcasts, uh, people like Adam. Yeah. Smash it. Smash, 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 smash the subscribe. Button. Smash the subscribe. You just press it gently. You can too. smash your way over to patreon.com slash sick boy and, uh, and, and become a contributor. Um, there's lots of cool shit over there. The discord, um, Discord um, channel that we have, which is like a private group conversation with all of our, with, mm-hmm. uh, with the, which is actually incredible. Um, and uh, we actually now have uh, uh, a Patreon merch. Patreon merch through Patreon themselves. So it's uh, it's a pretty sweet little setup. Uh, for the info, go to patreon.com/sickboy, mm. and uh, there's three different tiers there. You can get stickers. 
uh, uh, t-shirts mug. and a mug. And on top of all that, you become one of the many people that uh, allow us to do this on a daily basis and uh, and meet new people and have great conversations. So and uh, slash uh, speaking about that. We're coming to, we said at the very top of the show, but we're coming to Vancouver. Right. Vancouver, February 28th at the Biltmore Cabaret. Yep. I uh, can't remember the address, but, you know, fucking Google Maps exists. Yeah. So. And, uh, uh, and thanks to our patrons. That, that trip is a uh, big part in, in, in part thanks to you. Yep. So Tickets, if they're not already available, which I don't think they are, but they will be very, very soon. Cool. Uh, and thanks, as always, to the amazing sound designer of the show, Donovan, the CPAP Morgan. Uh, Donovan, thanks for making us sound so great in this episode, and also thanks for making it feel and sound like we're in a pig pen right now. Oh, Just that's... A, playing with a bunch of cute little pigs. What does that sound like? And then, and then make it sound like they're going off to the host where they get prepared. No! <laughs> oh, uh, Brian, why, why are you doing this? Oh, uh, listen, Brian, listen to you them. just turned so red. <laughs> listen to them sizzle. Oh my uh, god! And, oh, uh, making bacon. As always, thanks, <laughs> thanks to Take Part, the band formerly known as Take Part, for the theme music. Uh, we love you guys. Which is currently Jamesy. Jamesy with different people. Yeah. So kind which of I don't think they, I don't know if they're going to be playing. Do you guys watch? We'll talk about that later. Really funny. Do you guys watch? Don't fuck with cats. I have yes, seen it. There is. Uh, Luca Magnata used the uh, screen name on one of his videos when he was posting or commenting on Facebook as Jamesy Fuxlot or so or or Jamesy. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's no. really funny. Uh, Jamesy, you guys got to change like, your name. Like, Bad Man, optics. We have to change the name again. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Adam. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.